You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the USA Network and The Peacock. It's episode 618 of NXT, The Great American Bash, 2021. Yes, yes, 2021. So sorry. Did we do this? <laughs> I was going to say, did we do this last year? Because I feel like maybe we did. We- did I think the Great American Bash was two nights last year, if memory serves correct, uh, because it was like yeah. height of COVID, like people were staying home watching TV, and they were like, "Let's just put it on for the folks." Mm, this year, uh, <laughs> this year it was a quick and easy four match card. It was like a takeover kind. It of. It was weird that there were only four matches. Mm-hmm. But but fine. There were some things that happened. Lots of things that happened. Indeed. Yes. Yep. So we're going to get right on in. Mm-hmm. Let's do and it. We'll t- and we'll talk about some of the uh, some other of the, announcements. The fallout. The yeah. As we go. Yeah. Because it's more fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to be like, well, that was fun. Now let's talk about how it turned out to be not so good. It's horrible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, in a match that starts out and has no real fallout afterwards is the mm-hmm. men's tag team match. So we have MSK versus Champa and Thatcher. Um, so Champa and Carter start Champa goes, um, after the arm early and the crowd is all fired up. Carter flipping out of the hold, but Champa with a giant chops taken down. Carter does this really cool and unexpected corkscrew off the ropes. Thatcher in, and there's a significant height difference. Thatcher goes for the arm too. Lee tags in and able to help get Thatcher down. The match goes, um, to hell early with Champa in and now tandem forearms on MSK. Thatcher going for the hold on Lee and then knees. Thatcher stretching Lee's leg in all sorts of unnatural ways. Champa in and chops Lee and then a running knee. Champa gets a two from um, that and then a choke on Lee. Uh, Champa and Lee with a back and forth. Carter fired up as he comes in and gets a step up in Seguri and then a tumble and knee to Champa. Champa on the outside of the ring. Carter goes to fly, but Thatcher pushes Champa out of the way and takes the hit. Um, and then Champa takes Carter down. Carter flips over Champa and Lee tags in. And Lee looking like an MMA fighter before getting a low drop kick. He goes to run off the ropes um, and Thatcher pulls Lee out of the ring um, and then pushes him back in for Champa to get a quick knee and a near fall. Thatcher and Lee with uh, upward kicks and able to get to Carter. Uh, and they get some great tandem offense. The assisted standing moonsault for a one plus on Thatcher. Carter with a lot of chops, but Thatcher with a suplex gets Champa in while he's kneeling on Carter's neck. Champa with strikes um, and now quick tags to beat down on Carter. Carter trying to fight his way out of the corner and Champa gets uh, two huge knees um, but Carter just tax- tackles Champa and goes for a fight but Champa had no um, no time for that until Carter kicks Champa down from the ropes. Lee in and Thatcher in to help. Lee goes to flip on Thatcher and Champa kicks him down and then gets a Project Champa for a two which was something new to me. Lee gets Champa down on his back for a two. Thatcher in and 
trying for Lee's leg, but he moves out of the way and gets to Carter. Ciampa in and gets Carter on the ropes, maybe looking for an air raid crash, um, and Carter wiggles out of it um, and somehow gets Ciampa's face down and kicks him. Uh, Lee in and he goes charging at Champa. Carter flies uh, at Champa and then Lee with a ridiculous corkscrew. Uh, Thatcher pulls Lee Lee out of the ring and onto the floor. Uh, Thatcher takes Carter out and pushes Lee back in the ring, then tags in. Champa with a fairy tale ending. Thatcher with an ankle lock. Champa trying to hold off Carter, who runs him into Thatcher to break the hold. Lee gets an inside cradle on Thatcher for a win. Yes. So, so I did my best to keep up with this. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a lot. There was, but MSK retained. I think that was right. Yeah. I thought this was really fun, too, because, like, with Thatcher, he's, like, you never know, but I think pairing him with Ciampa, who's so versatile, was actually very smart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they yeah. they complement each other a lot, but mm-hmm. Ciampa is... As you noted, a little more versatile. He's got a. a f- mm-hmm. It's not that Thatcher doesn't. Thatcher's just has, but Thatcher is just so great at his style. Yeah, uh, he can do other things, but but he's not of- a flipper. Like he doesn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's not really Champa's bread and butter either. But he can sort of, I think, he's, work with it. He can sort of work with it a little better than Thatcher can. But Mm -hmm. they complemented each other, and this was a really fun opener, and the right team won for Mm -hmm. sure, I think, going forward. Uh, I went three and a half. I went three and three quarters. They came out hot out of the skate. Ooh, okay. (laughs) And grapple, 3.65. All right. In the middle. In the middle. Interesting. That's, That's acceptable. That's ex- that is acceptable. Um, we see Kyle and Adam Cole walking in, and I cannot help but wonder, but why every time do we see a wrestler, do they have rolling luggage? <laughs> what do they carry in there? Like, I mean, what all are their, they bringing? All their gear is in there, usually. But, but their gear is like trunks. Yeah, and so some you don't boots need a and some knee pads. Um, it, maybe, maybe like everything's in there. You, like, you never know. Maybe there's a... Maybe. A, a spare pair of boots or uh, 2,500 rolls of wrist tape, which mm-hmm. uh, is a wrestler's best friend. Um, I can also only imagine that, like, maybe you have granola bars. I'm like, I would get snacky. <laughs> yeah, so many snacks. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do they always, why do they always show them with luggage, though, too? Like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just very bizarre to me. I really like. I really like the idea that they set down those wheelie suitcases and open them, and it's just like bags yeah. of chips and yeah, it's like the pro- protein chips, like the really expensive ones. Oh yeah, well of course because these yeah. are professional yeah. athletes. Yes, right. So they have to they have to eat up on the protein. So that's that's what I imagine. Absolutely, they just have snacks and tape. It's just protein <laughs> shakes and knee pads. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we've figured this out now. Now I won't wonder anymore. Uh, um, Samoa Joe and William Regal are out, and William Regal demands Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross come out. Yeah. Um, Gargano's out first. There's lots of security around, and then uh, Cross comes out without Scarlet. Yeah. Just something to note. Mm hmm. Um, Samoa Joe's ready to jump in here quickly. Um, Gargano insulting Cross, getting very close to joe when he makes his comments though like kind of standing behind him mm-hmm. um and regal just in the background making his wonderful faces um and yes. they're really 
they're, it's perfect. Um, Joe's trying to calm down Gargano. Next week, we get a title match now between these two. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, Cross finally starts speaking. The crowd clearly hates him and loves Gargano. Cross referencing a lot of main roster things in his promo. So maybe it's happening. Like he wants to main event WrestleMania, mm-hmm. Universal Champs. So I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, one thing I did not expect from him is uh, Cross calls him Mr. Gargano. Oddly, oddly respectful for Karrion Cross. <laughs> yeah, especially after last week. Uh, yeah, that's a little Mr. weird. Mr. Gargano. Maybe yeah. it's just like he's, I'll, I'll take it that he's just Southern and like respectful. Oh, I know he's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. but we'll go with that. <laughs> I know he's I know he's Puerto Rican from New York, but it's fine. We got to fit our own headcanon into these yeah. things to, to make them make sense. So, yes. But then what happens, we find out Joe, Samoa Joe is going to be the guest referee. Yes, he will be the baby so. face in this match. Yes, <laughs> Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the referee will be the good guy. Yes, so um, I think, no, I really think Johnny Gargano is the good guy in this. Like, mm-hmm. they're definitely trying to turn him, uh, which is good. Um, and uh, Cross goes to run at Johnny Gargano, um, but J- Samoa Joe very easily gets in the way, and Johnny Gargano just walks off first, and that's yeah. that's what we have. Um we then get a video of Kushida, who's very proud of his title and calls out Diamond Mine. So he's not done with them. No. They're not done with him. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I have a question before we move on, though, from that. Malcolm Bivens, does yeah. he wrestle? Uh, that's a good question. I, uh, I've never seen him. But there's a part of me that says, yes, like at some point, maybe he started as a mm. wrestler or occasionally does. I've never seen him, but okay. um, yeah, I primarily know him from his his managing stuff. Gotcha. Okay. I was just wondering. I yeah. feel like he would I feel like he would be fun if he was. Yeah, I mean guys like Robert Stone, Robert Stone was a wrestler for years before he became uh, a manager, mm. so. Uh, that makes sense. That, that may be true of Bivens as well, but uh, actually Bivens would be so entertaining. I mean, he's just entertaining at whatever. So he is. He's great. And I think it's so smart that, th- that he's doing this. Um, I also, seriously, if you do not follow Malcolm Bivens on Twitter, just do yourself a favor. Give him a follow. Yeah. If he's hilarious. He is so <laughs> funny. Yep. He, he, tell, he tells everyone that he's like six, eight. It's really wonderful. And like his followers <laughs> get super into it. It's yeah. just it's just funny and fun. <laughs> I think for a while there was a thing where he was looking to find Walter, like he wanted to confront yes. Walter yes. over something. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's tremendous. It's he's so, and then he wears really weird shoes. It's just very fun. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, did you see the picture of him with the Zia Lee in the background with those weird sandals? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, this has now turned into a Malcolm Bivens stan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will now only be talking about him. <laughs> what will Bivens tweet next? Is just going to be the name. I cannot name. wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we need to do dramatic readings of his t- tweets. That's for another day. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that as well, especially okay. when we have a, especially when we have like a rough episode of NXT or something, and there's okay. not a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, just start reading Malcolm Bivens' tweets. I love it. Yep. We have our backup. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, though, next we get the million-dollar championship? 
Yes. Match? Is it a champ? Oh, I don't know what's yeah. called. Anyway. If, if Cameron Grimes wins, he is the champion. But if LA Knight wins, Cameron Grimes must become his butler. His butler. Yes. So, yes. Um, Grimes starting quick here and flips over the rope to get um, to Knight on the floor. Grimes comes with a big crossbody and near fall quick. Um, I like Grimes, but I'm so over this whole rivalry. Mm-hmm. Knight starts to pick up steam and my um, and my... By that, I mean slow the match way the fuck down. Yeah. Um, Knight gets thrown into the ropes and then goes to jump over the ropes and Grimes catches him with an elbow. Grimes with a standing moonsault. Um, and why aren't they letting him be as good as he actually is? Give him a better competitor. Grimes um, and Swerve would be a great rivalry. Sorry, I started putting a lot of my own thoughts into this. <laughs> Knight with no a power slam. Knights with a power slam. Vic Joseph referring to Knight as the champion. Shut up, Vic. This isn't real. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> that mid-ring Spanish, Spanish fly was really great. Best mm-hmm. thing Knight has done. Um, I can tell whether this crowd... Re- I can't tell whether this crowd uh, really hates Knight or really loves Grimes. It's one or the other. Knights goes after Grimes' hair. Like, what is that? But it seems um, to really fire Grimes up. He gets a swinging slam of sorts for a two. Cameron Grimes able to... To skin the cat on the ropes, what a throwback to elementary school playground days. Grimes with another two, and the match is still going. Knight with a suplex off the top rope for a two. Grimes takes the belt into the ring, or no, Knight takes the belt into the ring like no one will see him. Like, sir, how dumb do you think everyone is? The ref, of course, sees him and stops it. Grimes with a poison Rana, and man, he honestly looks super good in this match. Mm. Grimes on his feet, and Knight rolls out of the ring, um, gets Grimes down on the apron, and then a DDT onto the ground, but his head kind of hits the belt. Grimes beats um, the count out. Very dramatic moment. Knight with some kind of forward slam or something and wins. Yeah. Uh. Now, I will say, though, I rated this match higher than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. And it's because Cameron Grimes is really good. Oh, yeah. He's excellent. He's so good. And I thought this match showed off just how like great he is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he needs he just needs better. He deserves better. This is going to this is going to come off like such a terrible review on my part, but I'm willing to own it. So it's okay. Uh, I, too, was over this before it happened. Uh, I I Mm -hmm. I I sort of pre-gamed my disdain for this uh, match stipulation Mm -hmm. last week. When it started, I too was like, eh, whatever. And as the match went on, Cameron Grimes just got better and better and better. And I'm like, oh, this, he's going to turn it around. Yeah. In the back of my mind, though, I knew you what knew the ending of this match was going to be. Yeah, because they can't help but stretch out these things a little bit longer. And, and they should be, yeah. Yeah, and I, I get it. They want to do this thing. But to me, it's a step too far. And it's not the kind of, like, there's a fine, goofy line for me in pro wrestling. And mm-hmm. you, you got to walk it really good for me. And this is, uh, WWE does does not handle these things with a lot of finesse. So in the back of my mind, I knew how this was going to end. And even though I knew how it was going to end and it still ended the way I expected it to, it still mm-hmm. negatively affected how I felt about this match afterwards. And I only mm. gave this two and a half. Okay. See, I almost went there, but I was like, no, Cameron Grimes delivered. Mm-hmm. He really, really did. I thought he looked, I mean, he's always been really good, but I felt like they let him open up a little bit more here. 
he just looks fantastic. So I want a full three. Oh, okay. Uh, so here's the thing. Grapple gave this match 3.23. Almost a okay. whole three and a quarter. All right. Well, I mean, you know what? Look, the crowd was in it, whether good or bad. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. Mm-hmm. All I mean, right. and, not, and not everybody dislikes LA Knight as much as, as you or I, so. I think some people like to dislike him. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> I don't. I just don't like him. Um, all right, we get a backstage segment. Raquel and Dakota are backstage um, talking about Ember and Shotzi, and Dakota hates them. They want to face Ember and Shotzi at some point, which we now know will never happen because Shotzi has made her SmackDown debut. So Yeah, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, but oh, might as well tease that one on out. Yeah. Um, next, they, uh, they tell us, so the breakout tournament they said was coming. Um, so this during this episode, we get to see who is in the breakout tournament. Yes. Which I thought was kind of fun. So some faces we've seen already. So Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Um, there's some guy who they're saying is from nothing. Arizona must be a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the guy's name and I feel really bad, but he ha- is Japanese handsome style. And that's my new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I, I looked up some of these guys on Twitter. His Twitter bio is, I really want to be famous. I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, one guy, I have to call, by name, I wrote his name down, Odyssey Jones. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So you have a guy from, like, nothing Arizona. You get people from, like, all these weird towns, right? Mm-hmm. Odyssey Jones from Corum, New York. Yep. That is literally the town next to where I grew up. Hey. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel like you may be obligated to cheer for this man. I think I, I completely am. Um, and I'm like, no one picks to be from Quorum. Like, <laughs> you it's gotta not be even there. the most fun sounding there, place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, he very much must be from there. So Odyssey Jones, I see you. Also, the name um, Odyssey Jones is a it lot a of great fun. Name? Yes, I love it. They did really well with him. He's the pro football player who's doing the dark matches with Bronson Reed. It was he. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. They had him doing some dark matches before announcing he was in the breakout. So, um, so I'm excited to see what he could do. He's like, I think they build him for as like being over 400 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm excited. Um, uh, let me see if I can uh, dig up some stuff on this guy. So, all right, he was um, uh, he played football. Prof- mm-hmm. I believe professionally. Uh, that would make sense. Yes, his, I think his name is Omari Palmer. Uh, sure. And he played he played professional football. I'm trying to uh, you, you may continue with uh, with the event here while you're doing this. I'm going to try to see if I can figure out where his hometown is uh, okay. So to see if this is legit his hometown. Yeah. Oh, hold on really quick, though. I'm on his Twitter. Speaking of Malcolm, mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm Bivens definitely tweeted about um, C. Jones. <laughs> 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 it's a, I don't have to read it. Ossie Jones sounds like someone who would threaten Rick James at a house party during the early 80s. I hope this brother wins the entire tournament. Okay. Uh, if you need more reason. Um, so good. But I will, 
but just like looking at looking at everyone who's in this tournament, knowing some of these people who are in there, I think it seems like there's going to be a fun mix of styles. So mm-hmm. it should be a good time. Yes. Okay. Next match we get is our women's tag match, which is Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe maybe has some new music, I think. Um, and it's much better than any anyone else's new music. So good for yeah. her. Um, and The Way coming out all in purple, which is just wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, all right. Match starts. EO and Indy start. Indy drops EO pretty quickly. Um, and EO goes for a joint manipulation. Um, EO takes Indy down, but Indy picks up EO and drops her on the ropes for Candace to tag in and gets two near falls in a row. Indy back in. EO takes them both out. EO with a missile drop kick on Indy for a two. Zoe in and EO and Zoe with a double suplex on Indy. Zoe kicks Indy in the face and then gets Indy down for a two. Indy drops Zoe on the top rope and Zoe falls to the floor. Indy had Zoe in a hold and Zoe um, j- was riding around in it. Zoe then with um, with a big kick to Indy and each lady gets to their corner and now it's Candice and Io like everyone's been wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, start with a strike exchange. Io with a tiger kick then drops Candice down for a two. Zoe in and runs into Candice then Io. Eo has Candace upside down. Zoe kicks her in the face before a backbreaker for a two. Then Zoe's sliding kick for a two. Eo in and goes for a moonsault, but Candace moves out of the way. Candace uh, has Eo in the Gargano escape. Indy gets in um, Zoe's way for a silencer, and Eo rolls Candace up, but Indy breaks that up. Eo goes to fly. Candace with a huge suplex for a two, which Zoe breaks up. Indy in. Candace takes out Zoe, um, and Indy drops Eo for a two. Candace back in, and uh, Eo rolls her for a two indy back in and lights go out battery powers at a hundred percent and who comes out but tegan knock you called it jacqueline i did thank you i'm so excited (laughs) um candace looks like she saw a ghost because if you remember from the storyline candace is supposedly the one who took her out in a backstage incident last year at some point yes um so she's all not happy with this. Zoe tags in, gets her finisher, which is called the K360 on Indy and wins. New so tag team new, champions. New tag team champions. And, you know, and I think this is the first time I've seen Zoe's finisher, mm-hmm. which is, I love it. Um, I thought it was really cool. I have to say at the end, Eo and Zoe were like literally hugging each other, rolling around the ring. And I just mm-hmm. thought it was super sweet. Uh, before we talk about match analysis and all that stuff and what I thought about it and what I gave it, now we get to talk about how the left hand of this company does not know what the right hand of this company is doing at all. So clearly they've been doing this battery charging thing for weeks. Yeah. Uh, Three weeks. Yeah. I've made fun of of how poorly this battery seems to charge. Yeah. And all of Twitter has too. They're very upset. (laughs) So the the battery fully charges and Tegan Knox makes her long awaited return and it's not like the move that was about to be made is a bad move per se but it seems like it was taken with absolutely zero concern for the NXT brand whatsoever. So it feels like the move that NXT was trying to do here was we were going to get the belts off of Candice and Indy because there's going to be a a, a Candace and Tegan feud, which uh, isn't going to happen because two days after this happened, 
Shotzi Blackheart showed up on and on SmackDown, but was not alone. She was with Keegan Knox, and they beat the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions in their debut match. And apparently, yes. they've been they've been called up and also uh, on their way up from NXT. Uh, apparently their names hit some sort of wall and they lost parts of them. So uh, I, well, I will say, so yes, Tegan Knox is now just Knox. Knox. Yes. Which is stupid. But, um, uh, Pat McAfee, who has been calling mm-hmm. matches, um, yeah. he calls her Tegan Knox. So I appreciate oh, that. Okay. Pat. <laughs> and Shotzi Blackheart is now Shotzi. Which is fine. Yeah, I guess. I think I, that's fine. That I one hate, works. I hate Vince McMahon's obsession with, like well, you can't Matt, have names. Matt Riddle is now just Riddle. Riddle. It's so goofy. So stupid. So yeah, stupid. he's a Batman villain or something. Yeah, uh, basically. But yeah, this is one of those things that, despite Triple H's best efforts over the last few years to identify NXT as a third brand of WWE, moves it's like this bad. make it feel very much like it is still the developmental program, and what they do yeah. does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. And this was. Uh, this is more of a, like a, a gross example of what, what has happened when left unchecked, but this sort of thing was sort of happening a little bit in, in years prior, uh, that sort of soured my interest in NXT to some degree, because I was diehard NXT for a long time. And I was, uh, I, I bought into it because I watched the NXT show mm-hmm. and I saw how good it was. I'm like, oh man, this is what they can be doing on yeah. Raw and SmackDown. But you know what? Maybe everyone else will see what they're doing and see how riled up the crowds are getting. Like they saw right. they saw them do full sale, but then when they wanted to try to do that takeover in Barclay Center the first time, and then the mm-hmm. show sold out immediately. Like I thought that would be a sign. Like this is very viable and maybe we should at the very least, try what they're doing in NXT on our other shows and see how that works. Or maybe take these people from NXT and bring them up and make them our new stars. And like one by one, I would watch so many of these people go up and they're just like, eh, they're fun for five minutes, but we don't know what to do with them. And some of them, guys like Finn Balor and stuff, went back to NXT after a while. And um, And uh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon uh, and so many of these other people, like so many people felt like impossible misses. Uh, yeah. Like uh, some, some of them, some of them landed, even though they oversaturated like Charlotte and Sasha and Becky, like they ran the risk of oversaturating them a little bit and they succeeded. But there were other people that were, I felt like impossible to miss on guys like Ricochet or. Uh, oh, Yeah. Uh, um, even even Bailey when they brought her up, like they had a formula for her that worked perfectly, and they didn't want to follow it. There, there's so many instances like this mm-hmm. where people would get brought up, and you're like, how could they, how could they miss on like Shana, a Shayna Baszler is so yeah, easy, such a good example, yeah, uh, and yeah, she's nothing like. I mean, she tries. Mm-hmm. She's trying, but she is the, that aura that she had in NXT. That's gone. That gets wiped away when, um, mm-hmm. you know, she's doing her best. Like everybody, I'm sure I, is. I don't. But, I don't. Right, and I don't fault her. Like, like she's yeah. she has to do what she, what she has to do. Um, but 
to your point, I will say, um, yeah, this this kind of this came and you're like, cool, okay, yeah. Tegan Knox is back. Candace, it makes sense. She, we're gonna see her again. Maybe she's gonna get in like the women's championship, you know, yeah, line again because that's where she should be. And then it's like, well, now what the fuck is gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll bring her back for the TV shows, but if they don't, this is gonna create some. This is gonna create Hole. like an air. Yeah, well, and it'll create an air of distrust of what you see on television. Like, should I get invested in this or is it just going to mm-hmm. get yanked away? Well, it's even like, and we were talking about this, my husband and I were talking about this earlier. Cause like, um, uh, with Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. like he's very clearly getting moved up because he dropped the belt. Um, and also too, like they were having this whole build between him and Escobar. Yeah. Whole, like a whole thing was happening. Like they were still mm-hmm. going at it. They were still calling each other out. And then the, he's like, oh, swerve. I'm coming. Like, and then all of a sudden it was swerve for like a week. Yeah. And he, like he had to just like quick, mm-hmm. m- like change direction. <laughs> so now it's like, well, what are now? Who knows what they're doing with Legato? Cause that, yes. you know, that was just built. So now they have to re redirect that. So, yes. Um, I hate to be, yeah. I, and I hate to be so negative. Cause there's nothing really negative about most of the matches on this show. But it's, no, no, and I hate to be negative in general. I want to love everything I watch. And this is, again, I'm somebody who was a diehard NXT fan. I watched every episode for years at a time when I wasn't watching any wrestling. And right. I very much looked forward to every single takeover. Like, I couldn't wait. And, mm-hmm. uh, for for comparison's sake, now uh, I've been asked a couple of times if I'm bringing back the uh, the AEW podcast. The answer to which is mm-hmm. I do not know right now uh, if okay. I am. But uh, if I, what I do know is that if you had access to AEW, I would request that we, we switch and talk about that show instead. Especially because now they have Aleister Black. I hear you. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have they have him and Andrade. Oh my god, I, this is probably a conversation for after we record. But the whole Aleister Black story is uh, kind of funny in a way. But yeah. well, uh, we can we'll say about- we can say that for another time. Let's talk about Let, real quick. About, I was like, let's get to the scores and then yeah, yeah. our analysis let's, let's of the talk match. About, so. Let's talk about how I like this match. I did too. I did. Uh, uh, I really like Zoe and Io and Candice. And again, yeah. Indy has been fine. She's she's progressed mm-hmm. for sure. So. She's, she's definitely been learning on the job, which is the point. Yeah. Like you never want right. to see somebody stay the same or get worse. And, right. and she hasn't. She's and they, I mean, pairing her with Candace is super smart. I mean, having her in there with EO and Zoe, I think like, I mean, they're just, they're talents. Like they know their stuff and yep. they're going to, they're going to make you look good too, which is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I tell you, I like Zoe a lot. I know her character may not be like super flashy and exciting, but yeah. I think when she's in the ring, she is. She's wonderful. quite good. Yeah. Um, I, I gave this a three. I went three and a quarter. Okay. Uh, ooh, grapple for the first time this episode, a little underneath us at a 2.83. Hmm. 2.83, okay. A, a, sh- a, a, a tiny amount under that under that three. Tiny. Point. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in another 
weird moment that we're going to have to correct now. But we get a backstage moment with Tony Storm, who's mad at Raquel for calling out Shotzi, and she wants a shot at the championship. She thinks it's cute. Saray asked for a match with her, um, but they're not on the same level. Tony Storm, it was also announced, was going to be making her SmackDown debut in the next few days. Yes, this was announced on SmackDown. (laughs) So, yes, she's also being moved So, So I just thought it was really funny that she... She not only talks about her match with Saray, but she talks about Raquel and Shotzi. And like, well, we're just never going to see any of this now. So, fun. <laughs> or, or maybe they'll stick around long enough for the one-off or something. But I, I don't know. I don't even think that's going to happen. Speaking of Aleister Black, <laughs> this sort of feels very much like Aleister Black came out to do that angle with Big E. And then they fired him. And then it was just dropped well, like it never happened. And I have to say, like, part of... Um, so that's part of my thing, right, with this whole thing, because WWE, NXT, they've been going through some very high-profile turnover recently. Mm-hmm. And But then you still are moving, like, I don't know. I, I'm like, I would love to know the business decisions behind this, because I'm sure there is something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just let a whole bunch of talent leave. Yeah. And now you're bringing, and now, but now you're saying you don't have enough people, so what are you doing? I don't know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> I never right, like it's yeah. it's it's to me it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um, from a from from a business standpoint and from per, someone who works in employee relations it's like if we have too many people we let them go then we don't backfill for a period of time but you're doing it right away anyway mm-hmm. neither here nor there yeah. um, we see um, during the commercial break apparently Dexter Loomis showed up and carried Indy out of the ring after her match so. That's still happening. Somehow. <laughs> yep. We haven't seen Dexter Loomis fight recently, though, so not sure what's going on yeah. with him either. No. So. Um, Hit Row comes out to celebrate. They have a turntable. Um, BFAB performs. She's pretty great. It's a very odd little segment. Top Dallas starts rapping. He's very meta. Swerve is phenomenal. Um, and the only thing I'm going to say about this, I feel like Creative was like, Swerve, whatever you want to do here, you can do. And he was just like, I got it. And just ran with it. Like, <laughs> just mm-hmm. seemed like they, he did his own thing. And that was it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about it. Because it was, it was good. It was yeah. good. They performed very, very well. It was just a bizarre in the middle, like to me, this is, you should have either kicked it off. You should have kicked it off with this. That's yeah. where that would have made sense, but not my place. Um, main event time. We get um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in a regular wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Um, so match starts lock up, lots of lockups. Kyle gets Cole down um, these two um, just have not stopped holding hands until Cole gets Kyle down for a one Kyle going for the arm, but Cole going for the neck finally breaks it up. Um, Cole is out of the ring. Kyle has an arm bar, but Cole stops it. And then Kyle goes for the ankle lock, but gets, um, but Cole gets to the bottom rope to break it up. Kyle takes Cole down by the arm and then knees and elbows to the neck and then a sliding knee. Mm-hmm. Cole getting in some forearms uh, and elbows before Kyle takes down Cole with a huge kick. Cole goes to kick Kyle from the floor and then plans um, plans himself on the ground. Kyle goes to kick Cole, but Cole moves and Kyle also winds up on the floor. Cole with a neck breaker on the outside that just looked devastating. Then a neck breaker again, um, 
again for or yeah for a two. Um, Cole flings Kyle into the corner, and Kyle had way too much speed for that. Um, Cole trying to cut off Kyle's air supply here, and then elbows him to the face. Cole gets Kyle on his shoulders, but Kyle uses his elbows to get out of that position. Kyle with knees and kicks, and then sweeping sweeps the leg to get Cole down. Um, he then gets two underhook takedowns, and then a slam for a two. Kyle looking better than most people who do that move. Um, Cole picking up some offense, then a backstabber for a two. Cole in the corner, Kyle on the ropes, hitting him, um, and then. Cole gets um, Kyle down with a big kick to the knee uh, and then puts his knee into the post a few times. Cole and Kyle take each other down with a double clothesline. Exchange of forearms and strikes, and Kyle comes back first, but then Cole pushes him out of the ring and stretches Kyle's knee over the rope. On the apron, and Kyle gets a dragon screw, I think Vic Joseph called it, Mm -hmm. um, and each looking to pick each other up, but it doesn't happen, so they just kick each other instead. Cole oddly takes Kyle um, down by the ankle from standing and then a huge running kick knee thing to the face for a two. Kyle caught Cole's um, super kick and puts him into the most uncomfortable looking pin with his neck all weird looking for a two. Kyle looking for a submission again, but it doesn't quite work, but then goes for the leg um, and it almost works, but Cole gets the figure four. Kyle trying to roll over, but he uh, instead moves Cole's leg uh, and then gets an ankle lock of his own. Kyle with a nice striking combination, Cole down um, in the ring. Kyle goes out of the ring and everyone is down. Um, Cole on the apron and does the Panama sunrise on the mat and Kyle is dead. Cole gets Kyle in the ring for a two because Kyle gets his foot on the rope. Cole looking for the last shot, but Kyle takes him down by the leg. Kyle gets kicked into the rope, um, but takes Kyle down, Cole down with a clothesline and then a brain buster. Kyle goes uh, for the flying knee, but it doesn't finish Cole. Cole with the last shot for a two um, and one of the best kickouts I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole kicking Kyle's knee again and looking for the Panama Sunrise again, um, but Kyle gets a knee to Cole's chest and then gets the Panama. But then he gets the Panama Sunrise. Then the last shot for Cole to win. Yep. Great match. Great match. Um, I cannot wait to see what the stipulation is going to be for the rubber match. Mm-hmm. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. Oh, so. interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, this was great. They work great together. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what this means for Adam. I don't know if they're going to continue right away with more Cole and O'Reilly or if Kyle's going to go soul searching or something and kind of build his way back up to Adam Cole. Um, Honestly, if it were me at this point, because it seems very obvious that Karrion Cross is also going to be called up uh, anytime now, mm-hmm. uh, which means I expect him to lose that NXT championship. I, I really don't feel like it's going to go to Johnny Gargano. Uh, this would, it would not surprise me if it would not surprise me if it ended up back on Adam Cole and then they resume their feud, but it's over the title. Uh, and that's where Kyle gets his big win is my guess because, uh, like Adam Cole, I only see him being transitional at this point. Like he's done everything that can be done as the NXT champion right now. And, uh, without some sort of change in his character, this would just be kind of more of the same. For that, so mm. I I feel like it could be a transitional thing for their feud, but I don't I don't know for sure. But I love the match. See, my bigger concern is that mm, they're gonna move Cole to Raw or SmackDown. Ooh, I I mean I would hate that 
if that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's one of those ones who I, I always, why is he still here? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Like, I know we've talked before, like Champa does not want to move up. And he said he would retire if he did. Like, yeah. is Adam Cole that way? I feel like he'd just go to AEW with his, with his friends. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, it's just, it's very bizarre to me. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, I feel like, and this is obviously just speculation on my part, but mm-hmm. I, from everything I've heard, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels love Adam Cole. And so does Vince McMahon though, is what I've read. I feel like, that must be taken with grain, like a grain of salt. Like, I feel like Vince loves people until he doesn't anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like Hunter and Sean see a ton in Adam Cole, which is why he's been presented the way he's been presented for years now in NXT. Yeah. And Vince might love him until a month passes. And then he sees something else he gets fascinated with. And Adam Cole gets relegated to ricochet territory. And as much as I'd like to see ricochet and Adam Cole have matches, uh, you know, they're going to be on main event or whatever on Hulu uh, where nobody's going to see them. So I part the speculation is that I think maybe they know this and they don't want Mm -hmm. him to go anywhere. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I, eh, without Adam Cole turning babyface and changing the direction of his character, he needs a refresh. This is Mm -hmm. the same. It's like, he does it great, Mm -hmm. but you know, and the weird thing is, is that he's a very affable person. Uh, He, he streams on Twitch all the time and he seems like such a likable guy, which is so crazy because he's so good at being unlikable, but he seems like such a personable guy. Like it's called acting. Yeah, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Um, and I will, um, I will take the counterpoint to that though. I do think Johnny Gargano is going to be the one to take the belt off of Karrion Cross, mm-hmm. and then I think we are going to get a, a Gargano Pete Dunne feud. Oh, I mean, I'm okay with that. I want to see that because, match. So because they've they already kind of started that, and that's I mm-hmm. think that, and we haven't seen Pete Dunne now in a few weeks. But yes. they've been building up Gargano and Cross for some weird reason. Yeah. Um, and because, yeah, so that's my thought. Well, uh, I, I love this match and I gave it a four. Ooh, I gave it a three and a half. Oh, okay. So we were a little bit off on that one. Grapple. Yeah. Says 3.91. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even I was actually a, a teeny bit high, uh, at least for, for Grapple's likes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, whatever. What do they know? Um, <laughs> I do have some breaking news for you, Jacqueline, that I'm sure will make you very happy. Uh, oh. This is uh, some news on Odyssey Jones, a.k.a. Omari Palmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is from Cuse.com, the official website of Syracuse University, which is where he played football yeah. and went to school. His hometown is, in fact, listed as Corum, New York. New York. And I, you would not lie about being from there. No. What's his real name? Omari what? Omari Palmer. Palmer. Okay. Went to Longwood High School. I knew it. I knew he would have gone to Longwood. <laughs> um, I knew it. So there you go. That's officially ending the podcast on a, on a very high note. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. So... Yeah, I would say a good Great American Bash. They had a good episode. Uh, obviously, the, 
all of their plans went completely awry. And I mean, yes, it's not as bad as it may seem. Uh, yes, they started some storylines that it looks like they may just completely drop off the face of the earth. And yes, we openly discussed on this podcast whether or not we would just change our format to talk about AEW instead. But yeah. there are... Or Malcolm Bivens. I mean, it could Malcolm, go either way. But Malcolm Bivens and so much of the wrestling on this show is still very good. Uh, it, is. it just can't be completely carried on that because if you want great wrestling, you can get that on AEW too, but they also have the continuity of their storytelling and it is so much stronger. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy, but some of these things were beyond, uh, Triple H's control. If Vince wants to, if Vince wants to go yeah. raid everybody tomorrow, he can do that. It's his company. It so, sucks. yes. Uh, all right, everybody. In the meantime, uh, that's it for this week's podcast. So in the meantime, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and we have a couple of ways for you to help if you are so inclined. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and a merch store where you can pick up stuff, uh, shirts and, and the like for all of our podcasts, but especially this one. Uh, we are still inching ever closer to war game season, so it's becoming more and more timely every week that passes. Uh, geeklymerch.com is the address for that, and links for both of those will be in the show notes for this episode. Uh, you can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT, hit subscribe. That way you can come back next time to hear us talk about more NXT on the USA and the Peacock. Uh, it's going to be Karrion Cross defending his NXT championship against Johnny Gargano with Samoa Joe, our babyface, as the special guest referee. <laughs>